life. Hello and welcome to another episode of Grange TV here with Mr. Robert Whittaker and TAFE extraordinaire David Roberts. Hey. Hey, sorry. <laughs> how you doing? It's been a while, mate. It's been a it's while. It's been a long time in between drinks. Uh, I think mainly because one, you were fighting Mr. Romero the first time, and yep. then the second time, I mean, and then you were away filming the Ultimate Fighter. What is it called? The Heavy Hitters. Yeah, Heavy Hitters. Hit, Tough yeah. Twenty Eight. We were actually away. I, I wasn't on TV a lot. But you were there, but I was there. I was <laughs> you there. Were there. It was a memorable experience, and uh, now we're back to do our first um, episode since. So yeah. No, it's good to be back. It's good to kick these off. How how you been, David? How's everything going with TAFE? Um, yeah, same, same. <laughs> I was more interested in the Ultimate Fighter and sort of um, looking to get you back and having a bit of a chat about that. It sounds more interesting than the boring stuff that happens in TAFE. Um, but with that, like, how, how, how long have you been back? Like, it hasn't been long, has it? No, nah, a couple of few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, maybe, maybe three weeks. Three weeks. And mm. what's your schedule been like since you've been back? Oh, a, for me, like the, the schedule's the same. You know, just jump back into training, just uh, back into the program, joining joining up with the guys, and just plugging away. You know, prepping for that for that next that next run. But even even with stuff like that, like you know, we're gone for because all up, we would have been gone for close to three months when you include the fight with Romero, because we had the fight with Romero. We were here for a couple of weeks and we left again. So then um, everything gets kind of backed up as well. Like so then you're moving house and there's a whole bunch of stuff that you know the world doesn't stop so been pretty busy in that regard and we're just just starting to get into the groove of things now yeah that's a big thing actually in itself is that exactly as you said then the world keeps going so like we we were very busy with the the tough series and then the fight and then you know coming home organizing things and all the meanwhile everything that happens in everyday life, normal stuff, that's happening as well. So like like you said, like I'm looking to, to move houses and I was trying to work out my mortgage stuff with the banks whilst I was in the US, which was a nightmare. Like it was hard. But uh, yeah, you know, things still happen. Like the world keeps turning and yeah, you know, a lot of people forget that. And also when you came back, you had guest appearances. You were doing some nights with Robert Whitaker and guest speaking, I think you had... Yeah, we we had to postpone that. So I I, I am going to do a uh, an evening with 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 myself, uh, just just to you know give 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 some people give some of my fans uh, some of the backstory of things I haven't really released to to the public before. Just some backstory and in, in in insight onto my journey into MMA and and how I how I I conduct myself now that I am you know a public figure and a you know a, a, a professional athlete. The that that series is going to be three. It's going to be three cities, so Perth, Sydney, and Melbourne, and it's going to be um, uh, it's it's going to be facilitated by Axel Whitehead, who was on who was on the podcast before. We're going to have them on the podcast together to talk about you know just the conversations that that are going to occur on on a, a night with Robert Whitaker. Uh, pretty interesting stuff I've, I've spoken with Axel myself just about some of the stuff that he's going to be talking about and I think it is going to be an interesting insight into what what Rob does and who Rob is you know and who he, who he was before we sort of like joining those dots for a lot of people that, that don't know and and bef- like or during this time too you've been healing and getting 
ready for a potential another fight? Is that yeah? The, you know, um, it was, it's been so busy. Oh, no, that, that, that's like, why I was just trying to put it in perspective, like because I just saw this stuff. It's like, dude, how are you doing that? You also attended a grad for us. <laughs> um, I was like, dude, this guy is like, you need to clone yourself. That, that's yeah. what it feels like. It was, yeah, for a big block there. It was it was super super busy. You know, um, like like you said. I, I got back from the fight and then we, we, we had to, I got surgery and then I worked on recovery and then before, like I was even out of the cast for the, for the recovery time, they, they said let's, let's do tough and then I had to get the coaches around and we all agreed on certain things and then we flew over and then we were filming whilst doing rehab, whilst doing recovery and all that overseas, still trying to manage everything else and then when we got back, obviously I can't do a lot of my sponsorship stuff as well as other things like the grad and stuff overseas so when when we got back that was a time before we kick off the program and before I, I get back in the, the full swing of training just to nail out as many things as I can and uh yeah, it's been very busy. It's been very, very busy. And still got businesses and stuff to run over here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just thinking, like, most people buying a house and doing a mortgage and all that sort of stuff is stressful without all the other stuff. You were doing that while you were in another country. Um, you yeah, know, a big, a big thing is that I, like, I've got a great team behind me. And it's not just a, not just a team in training. It's like a team for, for my life. You know, I have, I have great guys that, that support me behind the scenes that, that help me, you know, um, just just... Just help me every day, you know. I look for advice. Andrew Canale, like shout outs, he he helped me manage a lot of the a lot of the house buying stuff whilst I was away, because um, he was like he was kind of like my guy on the ground, and it was it was great. You know, he owns he owns Kaplan Homes, and he's got vast knowledge, m- massive amount of experience in that field in that area. Mm. So he's able to point us in any direction when buying property or anything like that. So he's. Have we spoken about him before? He was one of your first sponsors. Was that the first, the first sponsor? Yeah. And uh, still, still there. You know, um, when when I went through my rough patch and everyone disappeared, he, you know, he, he was still there behind me. You know, supporting me, yeah, supporting me and, and helping me back on my feet. And uh, yeah, paid dividends. I got got to the top again. And I think uh, speaking about Andrew, and that I don't think that it does justice. Uh, even when when you're speaking and saying our oh, first sponsor, because not only was he the first sponsor with finance, which was massive in that in that gap, but he was a sponsor with his intellectual property. So he managed Rob all the way through, I think, till Jakarta, mm. and I think that's where the trend. And then he found Titus. He was the one that found Titus, yeah. and you know it's hard to find a good manager. And Andrew did all that work whilst at the same time running an extremely successful business. Um, so where that comes in are the value that 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 that's been placed in, in someone like him it's massive um the other thing is um i think like guys like adnan as well the accountant from mm. spectrum wealth that's that's pretty massive i was, I was, I was getting to him he- hold on we're just going about to do an interchange yep. interchange sub out sub in <laughs> mr eli here david roberts is out we just had a interchange david roberts used up all his cardio in yeah. the third question <laughs> It just got fired. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, um, yeah. And then you know, who's my accountant? He um, he was huge in 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 getting the place as well, and, and helping me deal with things with the finances, with the business and stuff. Whilst I was doing other stuff like the the ultimate fighter and and just dealing with with all those things. You know, it was, it was, it was yeah, it's great. You know, it's very important. Can't emphasize enough how important it is to surround yourself with good people um, that can help you. You know. Excel and then just you know, do better. Because you know that, that that's a thing. Sometimes like I, I when I when I look at you know sometimes I read the comments and that people don't they don't get like 
Man, the UFC is one thing, and the UFC will be done. It'll be finished, the fighting will be done or whatever. And if you haven't surrounded yourself with a good team, <laughs> that'll be done too, you know? So yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting. Have you been watching the show, Eli? Yeah, I have been, yeah. Oh I usually watch it, um, I don't watch it when it's on the Thursday night. I usually get up the next morning and at the gym or something, just watch it there. Um, it comes up straight on YouTube, so yeah. How, how do you feel about it? Have you, have you watched it yet, Rob? Oh, no. <laughs> um, <coughs> Yeah, well, yeah, no. This is this is a good way to, to kick off into my thoughts on the show. Um, the the show itself as a whole, I, I take away a positive experience, like uh, going to Vegas and, and and doing things in Vegas. Yeah, I took my whole family to Vegas. Let's yeah. let's start with that actually. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was actually really interested in that. I think it was the first question when you yeah. came back. I asked you. I said, "How was it flying with the kids?" I go, <laughs> okay. So when 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 we were asked to 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 go overseas to, to do the ultimate fighter. It was for a long stint. So we were gone for probably two, two and a half months. So um, for, that, for that period, I thought like, I have to take my family. There's no way I can do the ultimate fighter without taking yeah. my family, you know, it's just too long. And I had never taken my whole family overseas before. So um, I thought, yeah, yeah, let's do it, it's possible. So, um, so uh, I got all the, rounded up, rounded up all the troops. And the night before, of course, Sophia gets sick. <laughs> Sophia gets sick, uh, my wife, and, um, and I think one of my my middle child gets sick as well. So they're both sick. So little John was throwing tantrums from the the moment we woke him up in the morning till when we got there, and like we we were in the we were in the airport with a, a double pram, and I got the little one strapped to my chest, and everyone's screaming yeah, already, <laughs> and I'm trying to think to myself like. I'm, is it too late to quit? Like, is it too late to turn around? I'm trying to stop this, and I like I really almost almost went. Nah, this is too much. This, you guys go home. I'm gonna go by myself. I was like, oh, and I should have to be honest, because that was like the flight over. We picture we're in the economy in the in the last the last little section. In the middle, we had the middle four seats of the middle of the whole section, and it was me with the little girl strapped to me. My two, my two boys, and then Sophia, and everyone screaming, everyone <laughs> screaming. My my son is shaking the chair in front of us. He's he's throwing things behind him. Like it, it was a it was an absolute nightmare. I it is probably up there with the top three most stressful moments of my life. That was it was it was horrible. And I don't know if anyone knows. Mm. That when someone, when a kid or someone throws up on a plane and it goes everywhere, they bring out this powder to, to cover it, master smell and to soak it up or something. So, so Have was, you ever flown with your kids? Yeah, yeah, I, I went one time. That's how come I was so interested in it. Go on. Just with me and my partner, we won, Jamili, and it was, I thought it was a nightmare. Do you know what I mean? And then that's how come when I, I heard about this, I wanted to hear about my, it. My middle, child, um, my middle child gets motion sick, like bad. So um, he threw up three times on the flight over, three times. And they come out three times with this powder stuff and the whole thing looked like a desert. There's powder everywhere, just floating in the, in the air. Like, it was a nightmare. And uh, yeah, you know, for the, for the last five hours of the trip, we actually, I had to get the two boys and take them out the back, like right to the very end of the plane where there's no seats. And we just hung out there because they, they, they just, you can't ask a ch child to sit still for 14 and a half yeah. hours. Like, you can't. And, um, yeah, that was, it was, it was one of the most stressful things I've ever done in my life. Like, to, to the point where when we got to the place, 
Oh, also, mind you, I had a broken hand like the yeah. whole flight. So when we got to the airport, I just forgot two bags. Like one bag had like nine thousand dollars worth of electronics, and I just forgot about it. I didn't care. Like I, was, <laughs> I did not care. You, just, you know why I love this story? Because <laughs> even though he's the world champion and he's in this fire pedestal <laughs> and that, he still has to deal with the same problems that everyone else has to deal there with. Was, Brilliant. How was Jamili on the plane, your little girl? Nah, she was horrible. She was just at that age too, so just wanted to run amok. But that was one kid, do you know what I mean? And there was two adults and we couldn't handle it. No, so it was... Rob's situation, oh, I just, I, how were fans getting around when, you, when you're with your family and that and you're going through the airport and people notice you mm. and stuff like that, how are the fans? Are they nice and respectful or is it a little bit awkward? To, to be honest, I'm not that popular. <laughs> Like I don't, I can walk through the airport pretty calmly. Like no one comes up to me. The staff and that don't. No, like maybe a seki will. <laughs> like I see like a Polynesian seki, and he'd be like, "Yeah, and we're good." But uh, yeah, like I, I don't get harassed or anything like that. And then if if someone does come up to me, I'm happy to yep. to, to to show appreciation because they're just appreciating me for what I do. Yeah, and it's good. It's nice. Okay. Hey, in in um, this is true. In in the US, I went to a bank and I was wearing a Team Whitaker shirt, and they must have heard me speak. And the guy came up and he goes, "Hey, um, Rob." <laughs> <laughs> and I turned and I said. Yeah, Tim, like, I thought because I was wearing Tim Whitaker. Yeah. Then he starts talking to me about the fight, and halfway through the conversation, I'm like, this guy thinks I'm Rob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I don't, even, I don't even look like him. <laughs> but he yes. just went, Tim Whitaker, and heard me speak, yep. and then just went, this guy's Rob. And then just started speaking to me like I was Rob. And then he goes to me, oh, you know, I hope you smash Gastelum. And I was thinking, I'm not going to fight Gastelum. Fucking hell. <laughs> Yeah, that's what happened. That's cool. So, so from there, you arrived in Vegas. What, what was um, sort of the, the process from there? So, yeah, we, we, we got settled. We had a couple of days and we, we got the team together the day after, talked about some of the show, and then we got straight back, straight into it. And um, Just for the viewers and that, who, was, who do you have in that team? Okay, so uh, the, the team, in case you haven't been watching, was... I want to give Justin Fitzgerald the medal. <laughs> it was me, Justin Fitzgerald, my boxing coach, yep. Fabrizio Uter. Um, he, he kind of played a utility role. Like uh, more emotional support than anything else. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sergio Pena and Eduardo Pena. Oh, so um, yeah, that, 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 that was the team. That was the crew, and we got together, uh, discussed the filming. And then day after that, we straight into it, and um, it was full on. It was a lot of work. Like we would wake up, we would wake up, go to the gym, and then we like it was like nine till seven every day. Like uh, we'd stay at the gym because we'd have enough time. To, we'd do the morning sessions and we'd eat and, and then try and fit in our own training. If Which we, if it was time. hard. It was hard because like you'd, you'd have some sort of commitment or something even then. It was hard to fit in the training. Yeah, super hard. And then, and then we'd have the next session after that. And uh, yeah, this went, this went on for the whole six weeks. It was, uh, it, was, it was a nightmare. I think, you know, the other thing is like it might be a more pleasant experience if um, I, I can't speak for it. Like I, I didn't really have the same coaching responsibilities as they did and I didn't have the like uh, yeah just but but I think it might be easier if you live in the U US and you or, or it's in the same country you live in and whatnot because yep. when you when you're going there and you're staying there for the length of time that you we were staying it's it gets past it it's not like a holiday no more it's not like for me anyways and like it depends I guess the other thing is it depends what you have going on 
at home because sometimes I speak to other coaches or whatever and they loved the experience. Yeah. But I guess it depends what you have going on. Like we got a lot of stuff going on at home and home is 16 hour flight away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not close. You're not things. So it's for, for me, it wasn't, I didn't really enjoy the experience to be honest. Mm. The the coaching the coaching was hard like the whole trip that was the hardest part for me because um like we, with our team back home and in in our gym that we that that we run it's we are very picky with the people we allow yeah. in to the yeah. team we're very selective <clears throat> because um you know teamwork makes the dream work yeah yeah and uh, you're uh, you're in there every day with the guys. You know, you're you're working in close proximity. You guys are, are so close that if there's any sort of um, tension, yeah, tension yeah. Or, or anything you guys disagree with, it gets uh, ex- exaggerated like huge. It gets blown up out of proportion, and it will come out. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. But I think that's the same with any relationship that you have, like where you where you see where you see someone all the yeah, time, a workplace like, or anything. Yeah. Workplace at home, you yeah. know, your wife, your kids, whatever, like. You can't walk away from your own kids if they're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but um, yeah. So yeah. So uh, so then we when we were given like the eight guys in our team with completely different personalities than what we normally deal with. It's not necessarily right or wrong. It's just like that's there. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's just different, different. <laughs> like yeah, um, it was hard. It's hard managing those. Yeah, and um, you know, a big thing is like also like. They bring me in as a coach, but what am I really supposed to do? Like the first guys that enter the house are going to be fighting within days. What four days? Yeah, and then they they, they look to me for answers, and or not I, I, or I, don't look to you. Yeah, I think, I think it was in in um, one of the first episodes where the the heavyweight wasn't it, and he was asking how you like to shoot after. Well, will you like? Do you mean do you like to shoot after your right hand or something like that? And I sort of thought. If you're already a professional fighter mm. and you're asking them questions now, yeah, well, that's do you know what I mean? How much is he going to learn the day before he fights from you mm. as a coach? That's the thing. Like, uh, I, and I told these guys, I go, I'm, I'm not really a coach. I'm a support role. I'm a support character because uh, I can't teach you new things now. This is you should, you should have come in ready to fight. You guys were professional athletes before yeah. you went yeah. to the house, and you will be afterwards. So if, if you knew that potentially you'd be the first up to fight, you should have come ready. Yeah. You know, um, so uh, my whole thing was um, just trying to get the guys in a good headspace as well as try and implement things in their training that won't disrupt any game they brought into the house. Yeah. As well as like um, game plan feedback. So... Uh, and if you could add any anything in that after those things are done if you could add anything you know to fill the gaps then great yeah yeah like um last thing i want to do is 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 see your your striking style which i did see and then you know see a lot of holes and then try and rebuild it from the ground up yeah in six <laughs> weeks yeah yeah well, not even six weeks because nah. they could be fighting, in, like yeah. you said, in, yeah. in the next week, so one week or something. So. Tr- and trust me, some, some of the guys on the team need more than six weeks yep. to build up their striking games. Yeah. You know, there were huge, huge skill gaps across the board on both teams. But um, it, it is what it is. So I think a lot of the guys that came in, I, I think a lot of them weren't ready. You know, they, 
They 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 just they just weren't ready. They they didn't treat it like fight week. They didn't treat it as a fight. Yep. Um, well, their expectations would be pretty big as well, wouldn't they? Some of them going in there thinking they have these a world champion who's going to coach them. Why, realistically, do you mean they should have already been coached and ready to fight like it was any other fight week as a professional? Yeah, I I think my my opinion on that. Like I look and I make no difference between like Rob and, and Kelvin. Like there's no difference in as far as like. If I was a, if I was an up and coming fighter and I, I walked into that house, like, and I saw the opportunity to be coached by Rob or Kelvin, like, obviously me subjectively, I would rather be on Rob's team, but but I'm saying like, let's say totally objective, I walk in, you got two guys, peak of their careers, 27, 28, 26 years old, whatever, however old, but it's at that, that, that age, um, so they've got enough experience that they've had. They, they, their career is at its thing. They're, they're both about to fight each other for the world titles. Um, their respective teams are there. To me, like, I'd be really, more than anything, really interested in what either of those guys have to say. And I looked at Kelvin's team, and he had a great team. They were great guys. They weren't dickheads. They, they knew what they were doing. Um, he had his wrestling coach there with him that had been his coach from yeah. when he was little. Um, he had, you know, his striking coach was there. They had another jiu-jitsu guy that was there. Um, Rob, uh, from a skill perspective, had Sergio Pena, who's like the dude in jiu-jitsu. Um, he had his son, who's like a, his son, I think, won, won Worlds in, as a purple belt, and he's an All-American wrestler as well. He's like on a scholarship at Colorado. Um, and Justin Fitzgerald, who's coached, you know, Sakya Biko to a world title, Rob to a world title, um, and Rob himself. So you got two great teams there. I, I, I didn't really, my role wasn't to, to really coach there. You know, I just helped out wherever sort of was yep. needed. So I, I wasn't really involved in that and, and a lot of the stuff just to help Rob with, with a lot of other management type of stuff. But I'm just watching that and I'm thinking, just from an outside perspective, either team, whichever team I was on, and, and it wouldn't have mattered which team, like, it would have been the same thing, like, the same, but I just think, like, if you're fighting, and even if you don't think the same, even if you disagree, how, how do you, if you've had, like, three fights, if Kelvin, I'm not even going to use Rob, if Kelvin's doing something, you might not agree with it, but how would you not look at, listen to what he's saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. And his team. Because his team's equivalent of Rob's team, you know, vice versa, my opinion. You know, he could obviously subjectively I'd, I'd pick our team, but that's not a slight on anyone. I should. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I just that 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 really surprises me. It's like me going to learn to play football and have Cody and Cody Walker and Damien Cook or whoever showing me stuff if I'm, you know, and me going. That's not how I like to do yeah, it. Yeah, nah, I'm going to do it this way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that, that surprised me, to be honest with you. It surprised me. Like, it surprised me that people wouldn't listen to what Sergio Pena saying. It surprised me that people would be, be complaining about a workout. or it's just like, when I think, like, mate, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You don't know, so... But then I guess that's... I think, I think it's just coming out in the show now. 
I think the last episode there was. There was I haven't just, watched it. I don't oh, know anything about just it. Started one of the one of the girls started complaining about the workouts and how she likes to train at home, mm. and how that was different in the house. But you would have to expect that, wouldn't you? You don't have the same coaches. You don't yeah, have yeah. the same team. You're, n- you're not at home. Yeah, exactly. So, like, sorry, this isn't this isn't your show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I, I I don't know. Like, um, I I made it very clear what my position was on on certain things, and. Uh, yeah, I, a big thing for me was that I didn't want to give them anything that would disrupt their game plans that they brought in. Yeah. Uh, disrupt their fight styles that they brought in, because I can't I can't create you I can't rebuild you from the ground up. Because I saw a lot of things like I saw a lot of things on both teams that are that you know could have used a lot of work. Yeah. A lot, a lot of work. You could put, for example, was it Anderson? Yeah. A great striker. Yeah, but he's. His Mate. skill gap would have been his, but he, you weren't going to teach him to be able to wrestle and be a great grappler in. Well, he was oh, the oh, second okay. fight. Okay. I'll, I'll say oh. this, but I'll, I'll so. say this: like with with all those guys too, like if if you if you meet them, like if you meet them and you talk to them, you the, the in fairness to them, like with with Anderson, with all of them, I I I meet personally got on really well with all of them. Yeah, and I think as people, they're they're all great people. It's hard as well because they are not in their own element. They're not at home. They're they're separated from things. So, man, like when you when you like you you were on the show. Kelvin was on the show, and it. I'm just watching the. I'm just watching what they go through, and I think that would fuck with your head. Like if you put the three of us just in a room, and we have to be there for eight weeks. There's no TVs. There's no nothing. Whatever. Like I, I would lose my fucking mind. I'd probably be the first one to go. Yeah. So it's it's um. It's hard, man, because I, I don't like the hip, Rob and Rob will be able to speak more on it, and so would would Kelvin. They were both they both did the show, they both won the show. So I I don't know how much the show plays tricks on your mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, how yep. much the house plays tricks on your mind. What, what, what would you say, Rob? I mentioned it to, to, to my team that um, the whole show isn't about bringing out the best in you. It's about breaking you down. It's, uh, it, it, it is about just getting in your head, breaking you down to a point where you're a husk of what you were, and then seeing if you get through it. So um, your, your show, The Smash, that was filmed mm-hmm. in Australia? Was yeah, it? yeah, it was. Oh, okay. So um, like my whole thing when I went through this, the, the, the show, the series... Um, was just, just remember why you why you are there. Just remember, remember you're there to fight. You're you're on, you're on the whole time. You're there. You're on, and to have faith in your own ability. And I think I think the house really tries its best to destroy those foundations. Like they try to get you out of, they try to they put alcohol in the house. They take you away from that. They they put you with other people and they try to take. Your, your attention away from the fact that you're there to fight and you're there for more of a big brother experience. And then they, they throw you in a training session like with a, with a new coach that trains completely different to you, with, with seven other people that train completely different to you. Yep. And they try to take away your ability to, to remember how good you already were going in. If your own abilities be... Yeah, your own abilities because... 
they they change the the training structure up completely they they take you away from your own training so that you're not training the way you you used to yeah. to just to just muck with your mind a little bit a lot um, that that mucks with your mind a lot because you can you can be let's say there's like for just for argument's sake you know let's say there's four four elements which is more but let's say there's four elements and we'll say like your striking prowess your just your overall grappling your cardio and your mindset Right, like obviously everyone, oh, but this BJJ. No, I'm just saying those, yeah, yeah. those four things, right? And in the settings that you are at home, you you might be you might do quite well, you know. But once your mindset goes and you start doubting, like, do I feel good? Have I did I eat properly? Did I sleep properly? Did I don't? Did I, and you start to doubt what you're doing, and then the coaches, they're different people to what you know, and that that's when it just goes. Brrr. Yeah. Just one of those little elements gets thrown off, especially your mindset, which is a big one. And then, you, you, yeah. you know, everyone, everyone knows you've been at a party where the one dickhead turns up and, and it just destroys the party. <laughs> Sorry, you probably are the guy, but <laughs> he's, he's probably the guy. So everyone goes home when I get there. No, so I think, I think like... I think with all those elements in play, it's very important to, to listen to listen to your coaches because our mindsets aren't mucked up because we we are there for what we are doing coaching yeah you know we we don't have to fight we're not stuck in the house with yous we we are the the clearest of mind out of all of them so i think it's very as, as well as we can see things like we can we can see you starting to degrade mentally but we know your abilities we know how your your how you'll fight we know your opponent's abilities so we're going to formulate a game plan to play to your strengths and capitalize on his weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, let's use Anderson's fight, for example. Yep. Anderson was a great striker. He's got great striking ability. He fought Justin. I think he could have outstruck Justin very well. Our game plan was circle away, stay away from Justin's power hand. He's going to try and look you, take you down, and just circle and pick him apart from the outside. Pick him apart from the outside didn't do that you didn't so, follow the game plan so it's they pretty much beat themselves. if they have a plan that you mean you want to stick it you, they're you taking can, that away you can be the most gifted athlete in the world but if you if you crumble under pressure or you can't follow a game plan or you can't change things up in a fight then you're useless if you can't think then it doesn't matter how talented you are you know you're, you're just a husk you're yeah. useless you know yeah. um i think even in the last fight it was the um the lady from she pulled guard. Yes, so, and you could see that was frustrating on the co- on on your behalf, and that like you mean obviously you know you want to go to the ground with this person, but pulling guard like you're very frustrated. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> so I'm getting mad now. <laughs> like it is it it is so it's just such a stupid thing to do. Like yeah, it worked on some some no name from somewhere. Yeah, but that's mad. But you're never going to beat someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Like, heaven forbid you go up against someone who's kind of savvy on the ground. Yeah. Like, there might be people better than you at jiu-jitsu. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't fight like that. You can't fight thinking there's no one better than you out there. And that goes across the board. There is always someone better than you at something. And when you have to play to your strengths and to their weaknesses, you can't just let them dictate what to do. Yeah, like uh, a lot of a lot of our fighters, like a lot of the fights, like they, like like just back to Justin Anderson, like Justin did exactly what he like exactly what he does. He knew what he yeah. He, yeah. he he knows what he 
did well. He knew how he had to win. He had to get it to the ground and beat him up there. And that's exactly what he did. He threw a power overhand, doubled it, um, knee picked him down onto the floor, kept him there. Yeah. Did it two rounds, won the fight. You know, and, and yeah, like that's that's all you had to do. And then all Anderson had to do was get back up, get yeah. back up. You know, you just you got exposed like bad. Yeah. And yeah, it was just it was just silly, just silly. It could have been an easy fix. Like it was, it was. I would, I'd, I'd never say anyone's an easy matchup, but the game plan is very, very straightforward. Like I could give, I could, if I, if I told Sophia, I go, one guy is really good at striking, one guy is really good at wrestling. What do you think? Like, how do you win this fight if you're the striker? Don't wrestle. <laughs> if you're the guy who's wrestling, how do you win the? How do you win the fight as you, if you're a wrestler? Wrestle. Get in there and wrestle. It's not hard. Yeah. Like you're just stupid. But I think I think with that, like the um, my opinion, anyways, like you know the the house does, to, in my opinion, the house does make a big, 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 big difference. Like what, what Rob was saying is absolutely true. Is like I think it, it muddles up what you're thinking and what you think you see and how you think you feel. Yeah. Um, and I was watching just before I came. I was watching a documentary about like dudes that go undercover. And they, they generally have like a contact that, like I'm talking about like undercover police, they yeah, generally yeah. have a contact that's still on the outside. Yeah. And they have to trust in that person's feedback because that person is not mixed up in all the bullshit. They're looking at it from the outside and they can see and make calls and say, you know, look, nah, this is not what's happening. You know, like you might be under anxiety or under stress, whatever, and... The people on that are outside you can can see it, can tell you, look, X, so, Y, and Z. So you guys being on the outside as coaches, could you see and in the whole group, in Kelvin's group, in your group, the guys who were mentally keeping it together Clearly. and the ones who were just fading? Fucking yeah. clear. Night and day. Night and day. Yep. Night and day. Like there's like you can see it <clears> like man, it's like you know when you have a class that comes in? Like yep. a class, just a yeah, class yep. here at TAFE. Yep. And you look and right off the bat you go, This guy's gonna be a dickhead. This guy's good. This guy's going to be, keep it together. And then as the week progresses, then you go, you're looking for, there's usually one guy in here that's going to complain about the bricks being too brown and yeah. the water being too wet and whatever. And then you're like, where is he? I wonder, oh, then he goes, oh, excuse me, I just have a complaint. And you go, there you are. Yep. And you see these people and you can see it so clearly from the outside, you know, as a teacher yeah. when, you're, when yep. you're standing out. Exactly the same. But this is like that on steroids because... After they stay, they'd, by the time they got into the house, they'd already been one week out in a hotel. Oh, when they're doing the tryouts or nah, just... this is after, in a transition. Yeah, just organizing everything yeah. in place for entering the house. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, so, like, so they'd already been a week there. So you already, when you see them, you'd already seen like, um, you know, they'd already started to click and... Da, da, da. But as soon as they got the shirts, that's when it changes. And, you know, that's like that, that Stanford study they did where they, 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 they put people in different, you know, the, the prisoners and, the, and, the, the, prisoners and, the, and the guards. And then they do like, as soon as, soon as you, you give people teams, yeah, yep. everything changes. And the moment, like it changed like blue shirt, red shirt, changed right there. Changed? Yeah, but like, like immediately. But how? Like an animosity between the teams. It was like already... Just yeah. like that. Like they might have been cool in the house. Yep. But 
it changed because it, it changed straight away. And, and this is the thing. A lot of the times, they can't even see it. But me looking at it from the outside, the moment the shirts were given, it changed. Yeah. They're just boom, like this. So I think a lot of the guys don't, didn't understand and don't understand that even though they might not have faith in their coaching staff's abilities, maybe, for whatever reason, but these people can see, they can see, like Rob's coaching staff could see who, who was doing well and who wasn't. Let alone, when it, when it comes to, like, let's say making game plans and helping our team win, you know, gain the victory over the other team, we're pretty good at working out game plans. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. We've worked out game plans before. We've stuck to game plans before. We've gotten wins because of said game yeah, plans. They've worked, yeah. Like, we've done this. We've done this before. Yep. At a high than, level. Like, more than anybody else. We've yeah. done this before. We know how this game is played. Like, if you don't have faith in that, then that's fine. But it's on you. You can't put the blame on anyone. The whole thing, like MMA in itself, the fighting itself... It's always on you. Like you can't. You 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 may go to a fight jet lag, tired, whatever, and then you may not fight. The, you may not feel like the best. But you're not. What are you going to do? Blame the flight attendants for your, for for your jet lag? What are you going to blame? Blame the the air of Chicago for being too cold. Like it doesn't matter. You're there to fight, whether you're injured, tired, sick, whatever. You're there to fight, and it's on you. If you lose, it's because you lost. You lost. You can blame people. It doesn't take the fact that you lost away. You know, yeah. And I think that's a, the, the biggest thing was that like some dudes came into the house ready to fight. No matter what happens, no yeah. matter what gets thrown in their face, they were there to fight. They were there to prove something to themselves or to some other people. And they knew why they were there. They had a job to do. And they, they, that was the biggest difference because there were some people that were there because they wanted to get on the ultimate fighter. Yep. They wanted, oh, maybe I can become, make this a career or maybe... And then there were guys that said, you know, I'm doing this because I've done this my whole life. This is why I do it. And, and there's people, there were guys there that came prepared. Like they came prepared, not, not physically necessarily, but... Oh, no, physically 100%. Yeah. But, but you can't separate the physiological and the psychological. You can't. You know, as people go like, oh, you know, it's fighting's 90% mental. Yeah, but... If go fucking fight Romero, right, unfit, yeah. <laughs> right, unfit with, you know, no strength, no nothing, and then tell me how that goes for you. I know how it's going to go. You're going to end up, like, fucking on life support. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um, you, so, yeah, but you can't separate the two. So if you're not ready physically, you, you cannot be ready psychologically. And if you're not ready psychologically, you cannot be ready physically. And the guys were, were in there... That the, the people that were ready, that were right upstairs, you could see it. Like, you could see it. And as the, the house progressed, because, you know, people act like stress is like, um, it's the same. My things that might stress me out is not what stresses you out. And things that stress you out are not what stress Rob out. And then vice versa, or yeah, the other yeah. way around. So when people didn't, it, the stress manifested itself in ways that, it was for me it was really interesting because i was kind of watching it from the outside for me it was really interesting to see how stress manifested in people in in that in that environment and you saw people just like like and you, you see people looking for ways out like they, yeah you see weakness people weak people trying to lay blame on things yeah like just trying to pinpoint like the blame playing the blame game 
But that, but the same people, in fairness, the same people that might be weak in that environment, you might put them in a different environment and they to fight, and they might strike. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the the thing is that that it not all environments mm. are equal. You know what I mean for for different people. You know, so so even more of a reason why. And I'm just saying, me personally, you know, I'm not I, I'm not a fighter. I don't fight. I'm not talking from a fight perspective. I'm just talking from a if I was a fucking rapper and Carlos Santana was the coach on this fucking, on a reality show, even though I'm a rapper and he's a guitarist, I would listen to him about the music industry. Yeah. Because he's fucking Carlos Santana and I'm not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I would just listen to either Rob or Kelvin who went through the house and are, are, are telling you their experience from it you know what i mean yeah, we've done this before that's it and 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 they both won it and so that and and now they're looking at it from the outside in so they're able to give you feedback that you you have to try and decipher yeah. in your head you know yeah. what i mean it's 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 um it's it's not easy I, I personally again even because i'm like one removed as well like so i wasn't really one of the the guys that was in their coaching, like to the extent that Rob and Justin, Sergio and, and Duda were. But so I could see the coaching as well. And I could sort of see the coaching along both teams. And it, it's hard, man. You, you, you're balancing personalities. You're balance, balancing personalities that um, sometimes, like to be honest, like, not, not so much on our team, our team, I, I, but, but sometimes there are some guys that you probably wouldn't hang out with. Yeah. And you've seen this guy twice a day, every day. Twice a day, every day. Yeah. And trying well, to balance that. You, you talked about it when you said the little things that might stress me out might not stress you out. I could think of just a perfect example. I'm, I like to be punctual with time. I could imagine the old main guys, the bus leaves at nine o'clock. I'd be out there at nine. <laughs> I promise you there'd be people who were just still getting their gear together. That would stress guys, me out. Dude, there were guys. There was a guy on the team who I liked. This is Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> I lo love you, Michelle. Yeah, I like him. I like, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. But that dude was late. He was like on Cuban time. Cuban, He's yeah, actually, yeah. he was on our team. He was Romero's training yeah. partner. Oh. Yeah, he was Romero's training partner. And he, he was late all the time. Yep. And, and like, that's got nothing to do with whether I like him or whether I don't. Yeah. Whether, but if, if they're training with us, that'd be like, you, Rob knows how it is, you know? Like, 10 o'clock means 9.30, you have your boots on. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And so, like... Like and and at, 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 with our team, it's like sort of if it's ten o'clock and you rock up at ten o'clock, everyone's like, "What are you doing?" Like people are gonna question you on it. Yeah, yep. and then we will talk mad shit about you behind your back. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. But that's a that's another. But that thing. hold on, sorry. That doesn't mean you have to do what Rob and his team do to succeed. Because yeah. there's teams I'm sure that would turn up late and they do fantastically. Drink whiskey on stage. And That's yeah. it. And, they, and they're going to do well. And there's nothing like, there's a good example like McGregor and Nomagomedov, they're, they're, they're different. But they're going to, the, both of them can, can win the fight. Yeah. Like both of them, I'm not, I'm nowhere near stupid enough to think that because McGregor had a couple of whiskeys on stage that that dude's not, yeah, yeah. like that guy's like <laughs> on point. And Nomagomedov, exactly the same thing like exactly the same thing yep. they're just different 
you know, they probably wouldn't fit in together or whatever, but it doesn't mean you have to be like Rob, but fucking hell, just listen. And, yeah. and that's, a, that's a good point. Like, that's why I also love the sport so much because there's multiple different paths to climb the mountain. <laughs> Oh, Musashi. <laughs> yeah, um, it's Musashi. It is. Give Give a shout Musashi. Out. Yeah. I uh, recently just read through the Book of Five Rings, so uh, I'm just quoting it every time I get a chance. Okay. But yeah. um, but but that's why I, I like the game so much because it's so diverse and it, it is. It, that's what makes it exciting. But I think you should really think about what's going to happen when you sign the contract for the Ultimate Fighter. And you know you're going to be putting someone else's team in there choreographing the, the, the sessions and training yeah. times. Like, should really have a real good hard think about what it means to sign and be a part of the show. Because you can't, you can't go to a show that you just signed off and be upset with the conditions and then start laying blame at different things. Don't sign it. Don't go to the Ultimate Fighter if you don't want to be put out of your comfort zone. Like, don't. Yep. Make your own way. And I like, But a lot of the times I don't think people understood, fully understood, and I... I I can fully see how, like another one of the guys, and I don't know if this will, this will, like another one of the guys that was on the show that I spoke to, and I don't want to say names because I don't know how far along the show it is. Yeah, yep. Um, and I don't know when I had the conversation with him, and if not, if and not, they'll, they'll, they'll put it up on camera. But he was prepared, like, He'd gone to see a psychologist, you know what I mean? They'd, they'd given him a whole bunch of like uh, mind exercises to do. To use in the in the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, he came, he knew. Dude, he, he knew. He knew what he, was getting, yeah. what he was getting into. And um, like, now, now you could do all of that and still get clipped. Yeah, yeah. But, but you got to stack all the chips in your favor. And like there was, there's, there's a lot of ex- mind exercises. I'm kind of interested in it. We've had other dudes on the podcast that, that, to yeah. do psych, I actually want to do a psych degree myself. And I was just watching like things that he had, like that he was doing, and he'd constantly be doing. And like when I spoke to him about it, he said they gave me all these things to do, all these exercises to do. Yeah. Because like, so you could see from the outside him sort of strive it, not striving in that, but keeping with it in that environment. Th- I could see him thriving in the sense that, dude, for eight weeks, you got to keep your your mind on the prize. Yeah. And there's there's people that can do that by a myriad of different reasons uh, ways. Some people look. Some people can have a couple of beers and relax yeah. and go to sleep, and it helps them. And there was another guy in particular in the house that did that, and I, I was like, yeah. But but no, but he was he was smart. He wasn't like blind drunk. Okay. Yep. You know, and then he knew what he was doing as well. Very different ways, but he yep. knew what he was doing. And he wasn't blind drunk and carrying on. And if, if that helps you and you know how to, how to work that, then so be it. If I have two beers, I probably won't get up for the next three days because I don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So how you prepare yourself. So when you say he knew what he was doing, do you think he was doing it to play tricks on that, that other guys in there? thinking that he's no, he, no, this particular guy, he was just running his own race. Yep. And I knew that from the start. Like I could see that from the start kind of thing. Um, there was a couple of those guys yep. that were running their own race and they, they knew what they were doing. And they, they listened to their respective coaches. Not, not, not to, you, know, you, you don't have to be obsequious. You just have to understand exactly what Rob said. You're in a situation where you don't have any control. Like, dude, you don't have any control. You can't even, 
you you have less control than what you had when you were 12 years old. You can't even leave the house. That microphone's in the toilets. Do you get what I mean? You're in that situation. You gotta you gotta have come in prepared to understand that you're in a situation that you can't even you can't drive around <coughs> the corner to see a park. Yeah. You gotta ask <coughs> another person's permission to go. Can we please go outdoors? <coughs> Do you get what I mean? So yeah, yeah. So. Y- it, it is a big mind fuck and if you don't prepare yourself appropriately you, you won't get through the house yep. you just can't that's not to mention you need to come ready to fight yeah like um you people when you entered the house people were fighting like uh the first four fights were all done on the same day you know obviously for, for television they extend them across oh true but um yeah the first four people they fought within four days of entering the house. Oh, there you go. We, yeah, I don't think we knew that on our well, side of the television. Yeah, yeah, you needed to come ready. Yeah. Yep. You needed to come ready. And that's that. How, how hard was your first pick, Rob? Hmm? Your first pick, when you had to pick the first <coughs> person, because I think you, you had a choice of heavyweight first. They're yeah. all, and you like, went, they're all the men were heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think that it was, Anderson was your first pick, yeah? Yeah. How how hard was that having a fellow Australian there, and you? Well, we oh. picked Anderson first, and they picked uh, they picked Ben straight away. Yeah. So we we yeah. couldn't pick Ben. Mm. Like yeah. we we wanted. I didn't. Th- we didn't think that they would pick Ben first. Yeah. So that's so, a, you put a strategy into yeah, it. Yeah. But we picked Anderson. They picked Ben. Yeah. And we wanted we wanted Anderson and Juan. Yep. First off the bat. Okay. And um, they got Ben. Mm. Um. Yeah, you know, I, I, we we saw Anderson's striking ability as well as we looked him up. I, I'd seen Anderson like, before. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm we, a fan we, of it. We saw what he could do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, we we couldn't obviously foresee how he was going to fight. Uh, yeah. And maybe just, under just, different circumstances. Outside I I, I think Anderson. Yeah. I, I I don't doubt Anderson Anderson's ability to fight, and I don't doubt Anderson's heart to fight and i don't doubt that that he goes to fight you know what i mean yeah. but but in those under those conditions i don't think that 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 in and of itself is enough you yeah. know yep. it's two rounds it goes quick um it's like you're sitting here and go you're ready to fight tomorrow eloy let's go and yeah i don't know how that affects i don't know i don't know you know he didn't follow the game plan yeah it was very strict it didn't follow the game plan I don't care how good you are at striking. How how much do the the guys there beat themselves up after a loss in the house? Do you oh, I'm sure, I'm sure they're gutted. I'm sure they're devastated, yeah. especially like the the first bunch that, that lost because um, they're the first ones out, and it's a long time in the house still. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I think they they beat themselves up as much as anybody else who loses. Yeah. Like losing sucks, period. But it'd be even harder, man, because you're stuck in that house. Yeah, it's not like you can go home and see the family and yeah, you can't, you can't you do any com- comforts. Yeah, you can't do any, any of those comforts. Good. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's hard. But, um, yeah, it's, it's the, whole, the whole thing is hard. And, and, and respect to the guys in, in that regard, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to get through. And, 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 and it's, it's very, it is, it's very hard. You know, my respect to them for that. But, uh, you know, you're, you're working. You're working for the whole time you're there. From, from, from when you wake up to when you go to bed, you're on. Yep. 
And uh, I think if you if you don't treat it like that, no, I'm good. I think if you, if you don't treat it like that, you're stacking the chips against yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just uh, oh, the game plans were very straightforward. Yeah. Very, very straightforward. I'm ranting a bit because of it, yeah. but it's so simple. Follow the freaking game plan, man. It is such an easy thing to do. But that's what separates good fighters to great ones. Yeah. Is not being is following a game plan. That's it. Recognizing, you know, when someone else is better than you and stuff. Yep. So before before this even came into before you flew over there and everything like that, how how was your decision process into that you were gonna coach on the ultimate fighter? When they rang you, were you just <coughs> yes, straight in? What No, it, I, I, I'm, I'm one for for one. I'm never like yes straight away for anything. Yeah. I um I have a good group around me. I've mentioned a bunch of times. I I speak with them. I consolidate with them on what we're doing. I get counsel, and um yeah we we talk about things. If if it fits in my schedule, and it fits in my and the timing is right. Yeah. Then we do it. Like uh, we were asked to coach last year. Oh, okay. But uh, I don't know if a lot of people knew that. But we were asked to coach last year. But it just wasn't wasn't right for me. Yep. At the time. And uh, did this work out a little bit more because of the injury? Yeah, so you exactly that. Because uh, because my hand was broken anyway. Yeah, it was a good way of staying in the game and 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 working out up here, rather than physically and just working the rehab as well as being in the in the states using the the PI for the physical therapy yep. sort of things. It was it was good in that regard. So every, the timing worked out perfectly. So we did it. You know, we did it. Uh, was yeah. there was there any other strategies in there to maybe be more exposed to that United States? Do you know what I mean the 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 fan base and that over there? Or yeah, we we I did obviously a lot of promotion stuff for the for the next fight with Gaslam as yep. well as for, for for the show itself. But um, it was mainly a lot of it was a, a lot of work. It was, yeah. a, it was a lot of work in regards to just 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 coaching and yeah. um, going over to to the states for the coaching gig. It was um. I knew why I was there and what I can offer. I'm going to try and... My whole idea was, was not to be a coach and tell you what to do. Yeah, it was yeah. to be a support figure. So I'm going to see what you bring to the table. I'm going to see how I can make that better. And I'm going to, yeah, and I'm going to try and put you in a good headspace for, for make you as comfortable as possible for, for when you get in there to do your thing. Um, yeah, I, 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 I believe. I, I coached to the best of my ability. Yeah, and I believe I did everything to the best of my ability. So the things, the things that I I implemented in our training were all things that I genuinely thought could make their game better. Yeah. Um, no, whether they agree or disagree, it, it, it's it's on them. It's up to them. It doesn't matter. Uh, a lot of the, I, I think a lot of the the key, the key importance of of a lot of different techniques that are, that I pass along. I think their importance in the games. In, in the fight game was was uh, was missed. Yeah. I, think, I think a lot of it was missed. I don't think a lot of the a lot of my team realised how important those small fundamentals are in in, in high level fighting. Yeah, high level fighting. Um, you know, I I emphasised a lot on feints, on feint work, distance control, range control, and uh, these are Opti all like the control yeah, of the octagon. Octagon control, like these are these are little things, little things that make a big difference. And I dare anyone on my team to say otherwise, because none of you did it. Um, 
Like not all of them. Some of them did. So some of them did. I take it back. Like some, one of these did it. Um, <laughs> I have. A, I have a. Just speaking on that, Rob. Do you want to? Because people might not know necessarily exactly. Can you? Can you elaborate a little bit on um, distance control and the importance of that? Why is that important? Yeah. What What do you refer to when you refer to dis- distance control, octagon control, mm. etc.? Uh, from the, your perspective the, the, these things are, are and why fainting so important yeah, these things are a key importance to, to whether you're striking or whether you're wrestling or whether you're trying to fight either either so um, you know fainting is super important because when I'm fighting you I'm waiting for your tells I'm waiting to see when you move if you're not moving and not giving me any looks in any direction or fainting or anything like that as soon as you move I know you're going to do something which gives me an advantage in the defense of whatever you're trying to do so if you're not moving at all by by not fainting at all and you throw punches and 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 you're not you're not fainting at all and you go and throw a punch I know as soon as your shoulders move I know you're going to do stuff so it you know it's it's easy to get a tell and if you're if you're trying to wrestle (laughs) <laughs> if you're trying to wrestle and uh, I, as soon as I see you move forward I'm going to start working out the defence I'm going to yeah. move back I'm going to move away from you but if, if you're fainting and giving me checks and giving me looks it's hard for me to tell when you're going to, to, to shoot to strike to attack you know um, so the, fainting is super important for high level fighting range control is super important because having good range control is being able to hit your opponent without being hit Yeah, it's about it's about being able to be in a good position for, for your next shots or for your counter defense or for your counter striking, for your counter wrestling or for your offensive wrestling. <laughs> like range control. Without, without controlling the distance properly, you, you're not going to be able to launch any good offense or, or put up a, any, like any sort of defense. Like it's, it's, it's simple. That's it. Yeah. And then octagon control. Making sure you're, you're, you're maneuvering and moving where you want to be in the octagon so that you have the advantage when you press the attack or when you pull away for the defense. So making sure you're in the center, uh, back away from the fence. If I'm pressuring you up, if I'm pressuring you up against a fence, I have more room to work with than you do. Yep. You know, your steps are limited, literally limited. So um, do you yourself rely on your, your coaches a lot in the corner when you're controlling the octagon? Will they tell you that you need to yeah, we, the center more? Or we, we, we have code words for, for when I'm starting to get led astray. Obviously, yeah. everything months, years and years and years. So that when, when this starts to happen, next guy, you know, or... or to, to put in play plan against fucking me, doing that to Romero, the margin for error is like nothing you know the fight went down to a split decision do you know what i mean like it's it's like these guys are top of the food chain yeah like if romero was running the 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 other thing you'd listen to what he's saying you know you know what i mean like so the 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 difference is fucking minute you know? Yeah, well, if it was a race, it's a meter in a hundred meter race. Not even. It's yeah. yeah, like a nose. You know what yep. I mean? So, so you're talking about prize fighting at the most elite level. Can I also just shout out to someone, person in the comments? I just looked in the comments now for the live feed to Rafa the Booty Whisperer. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> Mr. Rafa the Booty Whisperer. I uh, thank you for watching the show. Really, really appreciate it. <laughs> Um, I thank you very much for taking the time to think up of such a creative name. The reason I wear a jacket indoors is because I get cold. 
Um, <laughs> thank you. Shout out to Booty Whisperer. The Booty Whisperer. Oh, he'll be stoked right now. Well, I'm just saying the truth, and I appreciate him caring and concerning. And, and, yeah. yeah. And thank you for watching and all the comments. Thank you very much. Yeah. So now, Rob, what's what's after the show? So the show's show's all done. That was that was stressful. That was yep. stressful. Um, <laughs> talking about it now, though, was 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 good. Was great therapy. Was, yeah. Was, was that the last? <laughs> it was good. I got some things last, off my chest. Was that the last Ultimate Fighter house? No. Nah. They can, can, No. Nah, it was the last. It was the last Ultimate Fighter in that gym because that gym is oh, the okay. is like the historic one. It's the one yeah, where yeah. they started it. So it was uh, it was the last one of that in that gym. But uh, it's not the last one. That there ever will be. Okay. Um. Uh, he he's he's my ten cents. On, on the ultimate fighter I think I think it's good but you just need to know what you're signing up for yeah um, I think if you're if you're an up-and-comer and you're and you're a good up-and-comer and you're winning fights and you've got a couple of belts just just keep plodding along just keep plodding you know UFC is always watching whether you're in the show or not yeah. they're always watching so um, yeah it's important to to either just just remain true to your goal you know yep. understand what you're going into before you sign the before you sign on the line yep because Exactly as Fab said earlier, some people thrive under certain uh, certain circumstances, but you know, under certain yeah. uh, scenarios, they they crash and burn. So, <laughs> and you know, some, so, sorry, so, like, one of the big things about Rob's training camps, so to speak, you know, is um, it's not I, I my opinion just from watching stuff and and just it's not about it's about you being as comfortable as possible. In, in, not necessarily in the training session because you shouldn't be no I understand that like we do bring you guys in to give him a hard time but you need to have that. that's already stressful enough and Gastelum now that he's going to fight he's going to create all the stress he needs he doesn't need all the extra shit in his life so for us it's about making sure that we're organised and that we understand what's happening months ahead years ahead and then we follow that game plan. Yeah. You know, we're quite methodical in everything that we do. And we understand that Rob could lose this next fight. He could have lost the last fight. He could have lost the one before that. It yeah. could, it's, it's there, you know what I mean? It's always there. And if it happens, it happens. And, you know, we move on and, and that's fine. But it's about making sure that there isn't external stresses in your life when you're, when you're, when you're trying to get through this kind of job. And the house creates that external stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the, that's the biggest, that's the, the best way to sum it up. And I said it to the guys day one, is that this house is going to be the hardest thing to do mentally that you can do. This house tries to take you out of your comfort zone. It tries to get in your head and it will try to distract you. So and, uh, how did you deal with it when you were in the house? I know it was a fair bit back, but how, what? Um, I, I just, I just, to be honest, I didn't really associate, uh, I didn't really hang out with the other team very much. Yep. Didn't hang out with my team very much. Like I wasn't, I wasn't dick to them, yeah. but, um, I just, I did my own thing a lot. Yeah. I just did my own thing. Um, you had a diary as well, eh? Yeah. I had a diary. I, I wrote a lot, a lot of stuff. Yep. Um, I had like a list of foods I would eat when I leave. <laughs> I had, I'd write a diary, other things like, um, like letters to to, yeah. to my loved ones back home, just yep. just things that keep me on track. Like, because it, it's so easy to get distracted. So, but the biggest thing was uh, a big thing that kept funneling through my head was that everyone's watching. Don't be a bitch. 
no, 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 like that's 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 like as as funny as that sounds. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's what got me through it. Like but self talk, self talk <coughs> is a very very important thing. Yep. Like you you choose how you talk to yourself. Yep. And when you choose to talk to yourself, like you know what I mean. Like that that don't be a bitch. It's still like you know it might not be the most articulate elaborate <laughs> fucking message on earth. But but you know what? It's very clear. And, it, yeah. and he understands what that means to, to himself. Yeah, mm. and if you're saying that to yourself, you don't go, I'm going to wait till after the fight or during the fight to say, don't be a bitch. It's like you constantly remind yourself, whatever that code is in your own internal language, yeah. don't be a bitch, don't be a bitch, don't be a bitch. Yeah. You know, like, like, and you have to do that. You yeah. have to talk to yourself. Well, my whole family was, was watching the show. And yeah. I, I can I can picture them watching me, and I'm not going to show weakness to them. I'm not going to yeah. show me yep. being weak. I'm not going to expose myself like that. I'm going to make sure I do the right things. And it's just constant. Like if 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 I were to hit the piss when the other guys did, then I would, like to me that's weak. It's, it's, yeah. you're being a bitch. You're there to fight. Yeah. Like um, if I if I if I didn't train, or if I quit in a fight, or if I, I quit before the fight, like it's no. I'm not going to do that in front of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not that's not me. That's not how I conduct myself. And uh, yeah, it's just I just kept my eyes on the prize, mate. Yeah, I could see how, but the UFC, how say for example, if someone had the opportunity to go in, they've seen you go on the house, mm. and that really sort of started your career, didn't it, by you winning the house? My so they might think that same formula, yeah, could then be them. Yeah, but they struggle in the house. Yeah, we like I said, you just got to for everyone, any young up and coming or anyone jumping into the house, just really tr and truly be aware of what you're signing up for yeah that's it like that's the best advice i can give for if you want to join the house or not it's it's, it's just make sure you know what you're doing in, in all things especially the house but in all things know what you're signing up for yeah what do you think of this fight mcgregor and namagamedov it's gonna make a lot of money i don't know it's uh, will it Yes, 100%. Yes, it will. Of course. It's going to make a, a shitload of money. I don't, I, just, I don't know. I haven't taken it serious yet. I don't know. Even even the press conference, it just sort of going over the same old thing. I don't know. That's press how conference sort of felt. was cringy. Yeah, that's how I sort of felt. I was cringing was cringy, a little like, bit when he McGregor was just... McGregor was just yelling at him the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. And then promoting his whiskey and... and but oh, the fight, the good, fight... Good on him for promoting the whiskey. Good on him for promoting the whiskey. Yeah, I don't know. He hasn't fought in, in the cage in two years. I don't know. Okay. Um, I, I, am, I am super excited to see the results of this fight. I, um, I really want to see McGregor get ragdolled for five, five rounds because I think that would be cool. I think but I, I, I also want to see McGregor win yeah. because I want to see what all the little McGregor lights... We'll, no, but it will we'll, be cool because we'll be it'll, it'll, it's going to be interesting either like, way. Cities will burn down <laughs> if McGregor wins. I, ah, man, I can't wait to see what happens. I, 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 I like, like, as far as like, um, how, like, I think it's a really interesting fight. I think, I think McGregor, if, obviously, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say something now. People are going to go, wow, this guy's so insightful. Obviously, I think McGregor can definitely beat him. Yeah. And Magomedov can definitely beat him but it's going to be again it's going to be a very interesting thing i think the the, the thing that interests me the most because to me the fight funnily enough the fight in and of itself is exactly like what i said i think it could go either way if whoever turns up on the day like it's mm. it's just what i'm what, what i think is going to be interesting is the fallout of um who wins 
that's going to be funny. Like if McGregor wins, he's, he's going to go mad. Yeah. You know, and if if Nurmagomedov wins, like, you know, that's like his nemesis that he he's done a good job of building that up too, like the yeah, whole yeah. nemesis thing. Yes. So that, you know, he, he just beat his his nemesis, you know. So I think it's going to be very interesting. Will they not then, after the win of that, will Nate Diaz not, if he wins over Poirier, will that, is that not the whole plan of the UFC or is that, I don't know. I, because he's fighting Dustin Poirier, yeah? Hmm? He's fighting Dustin Poirier? Yeah, that's what they were saying. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in, in that fight as well. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I like Dustin Poirier, but I think Nate might be a bit too much for him. Yep. I see Nate as being... Nate's good, man. Nate's yeah. real, 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 real good. I, I, I would like to see Nate fight Khabib. Yeah. That would be an interesting fight because he's got a it good... Good ground game from the bottom. Yeah, I'd, I'd sure. really like to see that. And he's got the striking too. Yeah, he's got that. And he can take a shot too. I mean, yeah. he'll stand there in your face and, and pepper oh, you back. Like Khabib, I don't think we'll just go in there and get him out of there in the first, second round. And then he's got that good cardio. Yep. I think Nate Diaz would be a really interesting guy. To me, I'd like to see Nate versus Khabib. I think Khabib's ground is too good. I, I think so too. He, he never, he, he never, like, when you see him grappling, like, Grapple messing people up, like he, he's not he's not he's not in you. No, he's just <laughs> no, mourning. No, yeah, no, no, I I definitely like Dos Anjos beat Nate. You know, Numagomedov beat Nate, but uh, Numagomedov beat Dos Anjos. But I'm interested to see mm. that matchup over five rounds with Nate's boxing, and and see how that goes. Because like, yeah, when when Khabib's on the ground, he's not really trying to better his position. He's just trying to bash you <laughs> and if it gets hairy he just gets out takes you back down and bashes you yeah, yeah like interesting I'd, I'd like, I want to see it do you, do you think he sort of has people <coughs> mindfuck before he even gets in there they're so worried about the takedown and getting more that but that might not work with Connor I, I don't know that he does because you know people always talk about like um, mm. people talk about like say for example Oh, such and such guys got a great Michael Jordan. They talk about Michael yeah, Jordan. Yep. I was watching um, John Sally interview. Um, he's a guy that played basketball for however long. Real smart guy, um, and played with Jordan. I think he's got three rings with the Bulls. I think or something like that. But he was giving an interview and they talking to him and they said, "You know what makes Michael Jordan's mindset so much better than all the others?" And blah blah. blah. And he goes, oh, "Yes, I love Michael Jordan." Like I'm paraphrasing, is but I love Michael Jordan. Is, but I don't think that his mindset was like he had it and the others don't. I don't think his mindset was different to Larry Bird's or Magic Johnson's or Julius Irving or, you know, Will Chamberlain, all these guys, Kem- yep. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, all the guys that, they all had the same mindset. He goes, what happened with Michael Jordan was that mindset got put like, on TV much more okay. during that time yep. when basketball exploded and Michael Jordan was the avenue for the explosion. He came along with David Stern taking over in the NBA, a whole bunch of things. And um, I don't know that that people are necessarily scared before they get in the in the ring in the cage with um, Numagomedov. Not all, some of them probably yes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't say McGregor handles the pressure. Fuck man, he handles pressure very well. There's confidences. Yeah, boy, he handles the pressure really well. Yeah. I, I think Numagomedov handles the pressure very well. He's like 25 or 26 and 0, and like that's a lot of pressure yep. every single time you get in the cage. Um, I, I don't know, but I also don't know how the the 
the fact that McGregor can put his lights out with one or two shots, um, he's going to play on Khabib. Yeah, that's true. You know, I'm I'm really interested. I'm actually interested, but I'm really interested to see either party go nuts. Yeah. When when they win, you know. So I I um I'm I'm, I'm really interested. I, in I predict looting. <laughs> looting. Well, the 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 next press conference they were having a public press conference here. The first oh, no one idea. there was no public allowed in. The next one there. I predict there looting. 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 I, I, I don't know. When, when is this public press conference? Uh, I'm not too sure. I only just seen a, a post about it, I think, yesterday. So the next press conference, I don't know where it is or when it's held, but the next one. So they didn't let any of the public into the last one. The next one, apparently, the public's allowed in. So they're worried. Security reasons, I'm not too sure. Um, you know, They could probably sell tickets you, to You it. know the fight I want to see? Who's that? I want to see McGregor fight Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I juiced up Brock Lesnar. I think Lesnar. that would make good money. Juiced up Brock Lesnar. I think that would make good money. Or a clean Brock I would Lesnar. watch that fight. Yeah. I would watch that fight. What about uh, John Jones? Nah, Brock Lesnar. You don't think that will happen? Is that the next? Uh, uh, no, is it, isn't, isn't Brock signed with um, Cormier? I thought I, he is. I thought they were talking about yeah, Cormier. I, I, think, yeah. I think that's almost signed up, Ooh. done deal. Cool. So, that would be a good fight, man. Yeah, yeah, it will be. I'm, 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 I'm interested in well, that. Well, Cormier undefeated a heavyweight, and even in wrestling, he did well as a heavyweight, not yeah. so much in the 96-kilo division. Mm. Do you think they've they've went with that because the Stipe rematch just wouldn't... people aren't interested as fan base, or...? No, it's, it's, it's a money fight. Yeah. It's a money fight. And UFC have, have, have always supported money fights. Yeah. It's an entertainment well, business. You've always so. supported money fights. So. Yeah, it is what it is. But that's what you get when you sign up for the UFC. Yep. But you've got to understand that like, that's going to happen sometimes. Yep. And I think like you can complain about it all you want. but No, but it is. like I, is I guess that's, that's like, you know, you're, you went swimming in the beach and you got sand in your ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, or yeah, what do yeah. you think was going to happen? Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's like, they're a company to make money. Yeah. Like, Have you ever felt any pressure to... to act how you don't usually act to try to get a money fight or try to make a fight no, worth more than what it, what it is? No, the, the, I think, and I've, I've started understanding this more as my career has progressed and as I've, I've, I've gotten older, and I'd like to think a little wiser. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm running my own show. Yep. You know, this is my journey. This is my path. I'm going to just try and be the best me that I can be. I'm going to try and be true to myself and my way of doing things. And, um, you know, and that's it. Like I, have, I feel no pressures of anything else because it's not me. And 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 if I'm doing it, then it's me. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's very it's very easy to think about it like when it's like that. But that's just how it is. This is how I conduct myself. This is how I do things. And you either like it or you don't. Yeah. And, and I think there's like certain archetypes that are that are brilliant in certain fields. You know. So yeah. like McGregor to sell a fight, he can sell a fight. Lesnar can sell a fight. Cormier can sell fights. Yeah. Do you know? So, um, and, and it's not that Rob, by, like, by the way he fights, he, he sells fights. Yeah. But also, Rob's got a whole bunch of other stuff that he does outside of fighting and that he's setting up. You know what I mean? Yeah, For, yep. You know, that, so with, with every, everything that, that you, um, every, every personality, every, archetype everything has like it's got strengths and it's got weaknesses and you might not be able to sell fights the way that people want to sell them but 
makes him much more attractive in other senses as well, you know. So um, I, I think, yeah, it is what it is. And, you know, like say, for example, GSP and Bisping, that got that was going to sell, you know yeah. what I mean, at that, at that particular time. And if that's the case, then... then then that's the case. I like I like that. Uh, I like um, I like uh, GSP as an example. You yeah. know, he nece- didn't necessarily sell fights through like McGregor does. He did it through just being good at what he does for yeah. a long time. And um, and yeah, you know, and, and I, th- I think it's great. I think if you're good enough at fighting and you, you win fights and people like the way you fight, they'll come anyway. And it's and it's it's um. I don't think, again, it goes back to the thing we were talking about with the Ultimate Fighter thing and that. Well, there's no right or wrong way. Like, good, good for McGregor to get paid and good for McGregor to get whoever he's fighting paid. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. In, in that regard, like, good for, good for them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and, like, I'm really looking forward to watching these two dudes fight and I'm really looking forward to um, just seeing what happens with either one of these guys wins. It's just going to be an interesting That's thing. That's what I'm more excited for. <laughs> just uh, just all, turn up when they're I want to see the world go upside down when either winner. one loses. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, it's, going to be, it's going to be a good fight. Yeah, I think that's fight. going to be a really good fight. Two, two good, good level guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, they're so polarizing in their styles. I'm actually uh, I'm going to be watching the fight down at the Star. Welcome to join me if anyone wants to come. Any fans down at the Star. The, anyone watching the show, you're welcome to join me. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people... Yeah, wanting to there. join you down there front and row give you a bit of advice for your next fight <laughs> Rob um, what, uh, what's next for you what have you got on the burner uh, got a ton of things on actually um, so uh, I'm, I'm quickly ducking over to the US for a um, for a promotion with Bethesda they're, they're launching their new game Fallout 76 soon so, is that a video game yeah online the, yeah. online survival game so it's, okay. you know, I'm very excited for that that should be very good um, training away, plugging away with the team. Some of the teammates have have just come off fights. You know, shout out to Izzy. Yeah. Just want to just want another belt. <laughs> Five. Yeah. First round KO. First yeah. round Huge KO, so. knockout. Yeah, you got a, You got a, another another knockout. Um, uh, you know, a couple of the other guys have got fights in the in the pipeworks. Yeah. Jacob's got a fight Jacob, coming up. Jacob's so got he, a fight he's now. locked in. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think he's. he's more or less, more or less. David Francis is looking to get another fight. David Francis yep. is up. I think the three of the, those three guys will probably end up. Yeah. Not probably. I think they're going to end up in the UFC. In the UFC, yeah. Yep. yeah, they'll definitely end up in the UFC. It's just a matter of when. You know, yep. try, we're trying to get him in at the right time, making sure that their skill sets. That's are exciting, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for them, for sure. Um, really good guys yeah. as well. Outside yeah, absolutely. Of, yeah, yeah. Working on the training and everything. Working on this uh, semester's uh, Gracie program. Yeah, 2019. <laughs> you know who else is going to end up in the UFC? Uh, Brad Fulmer, I think he'll he'll end up in the Bradley UFC. Brad Fulmer, yep. Yeah, he's a he's a young fellow. He's uh, been oh, yeah. wrestling yep. and doing young jiu-jitsu. Yep. I'm I'm trying yep. to convince his dad to sign this contract already. We like should sign him management. now. Management, yeah. Just, yeah. Just management. His dad's not buying it yet, but I think I'll, I'll persuade yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> what what else you got going? Yeah. So yeah, like I said, just dealing with um working with the Gracie program this 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 semester and and, and moving into next year. It's uh, we've had a lot of success with the, the current guys and. And it, it's been great. It's been such a learning experience for myself. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see the, the the new classes look real good. But also yeah. the, the the new guys coming in next year. It's uh yeah, it's a good good. good you were job, at the graduation. You were you both at the? I was sick. I couldn't go. But yeah, you were yeah. both at the graduation. Yeah, we were both at the graduation. It was a great mm-hmm. night. It was it was great. You missed you missed a a, a great a great uh, Q and A with Blake Blake and myself. It was um it was riveting. 
yeah <laughs> shout out to blake yeah, shout job. out to blake's mc work um yeah no it was it was good the graduation was really good had a lot of happy faces there a lot of guys um just being able to see it grow from from the year before to this year it's like twice the size now then there's so many more people completing their courses it is it's just so great to see right i'm gonna we're gonna finish up with some um with some uh, i'm looking at the comments from the audience yep so i'm just gonna ask a few questions or, or maybe just read a few statements okay um <laughs> and, and if you know I'm sure they all have great names like the last yeah. I'm just going to read some out at random kind yep. of thing. But the first one, uh, Justin Fitzgerald, your boxing coach, wants to know who the squash champion is. Oh, come on, mate. Why do this? Uh, the current squash champion is Justin Fitzgerald himself. Okay. He wants you to shout him out. Uh, shout out to Justin Fitzgerald, current reigning champ, undisputed, undisputed, undefeated squash champ. Um. So Justin also, so he's happy with his shout out. He needs a little bit of attention. It's important. Mm-hmm. Um, there is another person that, uh, let me see. Let me see this one. Okay. Skanda Sri Kantan <laughs> said, Paolo said you're a weak ass. Thank you, Skanda. Paolo. Who's yep. Skanda and who's Paolo? Uh, Polo Costa, I believe, I believe he's referring to Polo Costa, the, the fighter, the, the, the big guy, big ripped yeah. dude. The male model. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Skanda. And he said, what? He said, what? I'm a weak ass. Yes. Well, no, Skanda said that he said that. Skanda Skrikentan oh. said, Polo said, you're a weak ass. Um, cool. Okay. <laughs> Black Guys Production <laughs> said, ask Rob. Oh, uh, it's on a. Uh, I didn't play with, but it's uh, getting worse. I like your coat too. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. Um, he's talking about mine. <laughs> no, no, he's talking about mine. Um, so he said, "What the, the rougher, okay, the booty whisper original comment was, why is Robert's coach always wearing a bomber jacket indoors? <laughs> Looking like a 50-year-old retired roadman, laugh out loud. <laughs> Fucking, I'll put myself out here vulnerably like this. Uh, what was it? Um, we'll read one more. Let me find one nice one. Um, a nice one. Okay. Snap. Huh, has he got a filter through it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Two. I'm going to read two. Right. The Observant. I love Rob. But Musasi is a true number one of 185. Just letting you know. Thanks, okay. man. Okay. Um, <laughs> Snap Jitsu TM said, Rob looks like he gained a few pounds. Ooh. <laughs> this must be the cam- cam- camera angle, is it? I'm looking at it here. Actually do look that was bit, fucking brutal. That you look a bit wider. That was brutal. That was slack. <laughs> That's the white T-shirt. Guys, thank you very much for watching. Thank you so much for your comments, guys. Really appreciate you guys watching and supporting the podcast. Even if you hate it, but you watched it, then we still get the view for you. So thank you. Appreciate the view. And um, the camera adds 20 pounds. 20 pounds, guys. 20 pounds. <laughs> adds more. The jacket adds more pounds.
They we don't. Be, are we off? Are we off the, the air? The sass is the best. <laughs> are we off the air, okay. Elo? Uh, I hope so. They didn't have the normal stop thing. Have a look. I don't know, mate. Turn all the cameras off. Nah. It's the mics. It's poor.